Alright y'all, welcome back, welcome back uh, Welcome back to the 14th episode of the UGH podcast And today we're going to be talking about something a little bit more serious and a little bit more sad So we're going to put a trigger warning right before the start of the podcast um, If you aren't in the right headspace, please, please, please uh, take some time and then come back we're actually going to be talking about depression and our lived experiences and how we're going through it so if it's triggering at all for you please 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 just take your time um hopefully this kind of insight gives you a little bit more um just help and uh gives you a little bit more courage to seek help as well we're gonna be putting links um for any mental health especially men's mental health in either the beginning of the video the end of the video or in description just kind of look around for there um and yeah hopefully you guys are staying happy and healthy and enjoy this episode peace y'all welcome back welcome back um damn yeah, welcome back to episode 15 of the UGH podcast. Um, in light of like just, uh, you know, like mental health, men's mental health month, it's going to be coming up here pretty soon. Um, in June. I'm recording it. So in June. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to do an episode on something a little bit heavier and something that's a little bit closer to our hearts. Um, now we're going to talk about depression. So I don't know. I think we'll put like a trigger warning or something like that. Yeah, it will. Um, yeah. In the beginning. Um, so like you, if you are going through it, we'll put some like resources in a, like in the link in our bio or whatever, just somewhere. Um, so that if you are kind of struggling with that stuff, you can get help. Yeah. And we have resources for that. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, just, uh, just a fun fact. It's been almost a year since our episode one. Yeah. I think we recorded oh, in go. June. Cause like, I, I remember an episode where we were like, yeah, we wanted to do this because of men's health month. Blah, blah, blah. We're talking yeah. about like men's mental health and <laughs> we wanted to record it because of men's health month, which, which was also in June. Yeah. So yeah, just a fun fact, which I thought was. I, cool. I definitely think mentally I'm in a different spot. Than yeah. I was oh in, no. 100%. Yeah. hundred percent in June. Yeah. I don't know. I think like shit was just not good last year but i think i don't know if it was this podcast or just with you. Yeah. or just like self-reflection because like even when i look at the old episodes i'm like i can even disagree with myself sometimes yeah, a lot like, a lot of times what, what's some of the stuff that i say first yeah time? which is good like I'm, I'm glad i'm able to do that because like i felt like i don't know i just felt like my, my rationale wasn't the most healthiest but yeah i think i think now it's definitely in a, in a better place yeah yeah i think i think especially like going off a year ago like going off a little bit of a tangent i think going off a year ago i i'm in a i think i understand myself a lot better now than i did before i think i don't know if it's a podcast or me just getting older um but i think just knowing myself a little bit more has come to help me realize a lot of other things um and yeah it's uh it's, yeah it's, it's 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 been good but there's also been like up and downs i feel like it's life has just been really a little bit closer to us this last year yeah. i mean it's never it's not gonna be like perfect like yeah. happiness is not like a whoop i'm there and then you say there obviously it's a yeah. constant battle you have different moods the spectrum of emotions it just happens yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so yeah we today we kind of wanted to talk about depression and how it kind of affects my life um and and, and all of our other lives because um, it, it, you don't whether it's clinically or not cl- uh not like clinically diagnosed all sadness is just shitty mm-hmm, um I think for like long-term depression, I think it's just not really, it's not necessarily just 
the blues like you, you can't really snap out of it it kind of it's like a genuine disorder that kind of like affects your life for the most part um and it's just like really persistent you lose a lot of interest and it just affects your like day-to-day life for the most part and just leads to a variety variety of strains on your life whether it become like relationships or um definitely like what you're interested in and just what you do day-to-day and i think that's uh that's kind of like the depression definition for the most part or what like i'm most familiar with yeah i know like obviously i learn about depression like in the psychology lens of like what it looks like just like lack of like neural activity but i guess to explain the feeling like it just feels like absolute shit i guess that's like the yeah it looks like it feels like shit and like it's not like it's like more than sadness because like feeling sad would be like a blessing for someone who's depressed like it's literally just like a state of void that like almost feels like you can't get out of it um and like when your brain is in that state it's like it does feel like everything's impossible your motivation is gone like just staying in bed seems like the only option um literally like the things that you you had the capacity to handle now or before like is just not even in question like things are just a lot more harder um so like and it almost feels a little bit like numb at times Mm -hmm. and like whether you're someone with depression or you're helping someone with depression, like it's, it's very hard. And like a lot of times, like depression doesn't look pretty. Like if you're someone who's depressed, you will adopt shitty behaviors and like you can be hard to be around with and you can be, it's like, it's hard to be around you. And like, sometimes it's like hard to be around someone who's depressed, but like understand that like, if you, if you are someone who, if you're someone who's supporting someone with depression, just understand like they may have shitty behaviors, but there's a reason why those shitty behaviors happen in the first place. Um, and I, I encourage everyone to like, really just like really take this episode with like maybe a better understanding of depression and just like being able to help one another because like, I feel like it's, it's easier to be like, Oh, like, you know, mental health matters and stuck to stigma. But like, once we start seeing like ugly symptoms of of someone with depression, like we kind of just ignore them and like, you know, treat them like shit. Yeah. And, and obviously like for someone who is like, if you're someone who is not sure if you're in that, like where your brain's at, and if you have a big diagnosis with depression, just like, like reflect on how you're feeling at this moment. And hopefully like you can find some silver lining from this episode. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think Jason made a good point. I think the purpose of this episode is not necessarily to define anything or anything like that. I think it's more like it's here as a resource to kind of help you um, and, and kind of like empathize and sympathize with a lot of our experiences and, uh, how you're going through it and ways that you can support a depressed person or if you are depressed yourself uh, ways to help cope with it as well mm-hmm. yeah you have any admins no i think you guys covered it yeah yeah, yeah. so today's format's gonna be a little different um we're just gonna spitball like yeah. this is our first time trying the, this format it, it's gonna be kind of awkward because like we're so used to just having questions, questions. like yeah like what do you feel about this and then we would just explain we feel this, this, and this, but we're trying to be a little less uh, systematic with our less scripty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less scripty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that we were scripting, oh, yeah, but we're yeah, like, <laughs> but like you know, less like guided well, and yeah. just more, just more raw with emotion. But like, um, yeah, I don't know, Ron. Do you want to start like by like your experience yeah. from like from okay. here to now? Yeah, like, how do you yeah. feel about it? Uh, so to be honest, I, I think like a lot of my depressive disorder did start in like high school. Um, I think. It's, it's been like a kind of like an uphill battle for the most part. Um, so if you guys didn't know, uh, I suffer from something called MDD, which is major depressive disorder. And then um, uh, bipolar disorder does run in my family. I don't know if I have it, but 
like it's just time will tell honestly um but it's been it's been like rough i'm not gonna lie like life with depression does get like really rough um and it and it just seems like you're kind of sinking in an ocean and there's no really rap boat to come save you for the most part and um i don't know like there will be days where long periods of time where i just feel like i'm drowning in my own thoughts and Mm -hmm. like emotions um and so like my personal habits uh when i'm kind of really really going through it um just to you know um give you guys a little perspective on what a depressed person does look like somewhat sort of um i'll sleep for like long hours of the day i think i was explaining this to zizo one time and my brother that i used to sleep for like 12 plus hours like i used to like i used to like miss most of the day for the most part like i wouldn't and, and like i'd be okay with that because i felt like sleeping just kind of took you out of reality yeah it's like an escape like it, it just felt like sleeping was a lot easier than living yeah mm-hmm. and um that was kind of like my uh reason for that for the most part um i'll binge eat a ton like i think um it's you're either like on either side either you won't eat at all or you'll eat way too much yeah um i'll definitely like become less interested in a lot of the things that i was interested in before or i'll be over interested in one specific thing and that's all coming my energy to and i think um that's it's like two different things like you'll definitely kind of see it um and it's almost like they'll be so interested in this one thing that they'll completely drop everything else around Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'm like super big on like overspending and like excessive monetary like therapy if that makes sense yeah so retail like, therapy and stuff yeah retail therapy like it, it'll just be like like I'll just spend money like it's nothing when I'm really going through it Um, I'll feel super exhausted like even if I've had like again like 12 hours of sleep I'll still feel exhausted when I wake up like I'll just be like yeah like, I just not about it Uh, I think to kind of coin like what generally i feel like it's just i'm very sensitive i'm very irritable and uh very indecisive and like the whole just energy around me just feels really heavy if you're going based on like energies um but it just everything feels heavy and uh yeah that's just kind of what i'm going through um and what i continue to go through for the most part i've definitely tried to get out of a lot of those habits consciously but I think just my subconscious will always just kind of use those as coping me- mechanisms and like safety mechanisms whenever I feel sad, just mm-hmm. because it's like what I've known for a long time. And, you know, it's just kind of how it goes, you know, for the most part. Um, I don't know. I-, I don't know if you guys have ever like experienced anything like, like long-term depression. I, I mm-hmm. like I personally, we don't really talk about that to be honest, but um, yeah 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 i even think about like my friend because i don't really share a lot about my personal life um i think when like handling depression and i like i also been called out about this with like my different social circles of like i've always taken a logical logical way of handling depression where i'm always like oh let's go for a run to simulate dopamine and endorphins right or let's like you know get some sunlight and like it's all about the little things like let's bullet journal right but like sometimes like yo you can do like everything right and you still just feel like shit, like straight yeah, up. No. Yeah. Um, and I think like I've noticed even myself and like the close ones I have that have depression, like they almost feel guilty that they're not feeling better. Mm-hmm. But um, 
first of all, like just I would encourage you to probably stop that kind of uh, way of thought because like it's depression is is a sickness. Like it, you know, it's not like I don't know. It's not like you take one Advil then you're good the next day. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. Like if you, if yeah. you're like coughing, you don't take like an Advil. Then you know, yeah. So it's like an ongoing process, and like it does take work. Which the irony is, is that when you are depressed, your lack of motivation, your lack of morale is just like it's just like non-existent at yeah, that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and depression looks different for like different people. Like for myself, um, I noticed that like I get very I pull away from people. Uh, I do eat a lot. That's that's one thing. And just to like stimulate something, uh, just so I can, feel, <coughs> so I can feel something. Uh, but I know like there are people who like literally don't eat. Yeah. Um, I know there was that one TikTok they went viral about about the girl who like didn't brush her teeth for a month, mm-hmm. and like um, it, like it looks very different. You're just like your capacity is just a lot different from when you are not in a depressive episode or you're not like um going through like overthinking or like in that kind of state of being like it, yeah. it looks different for different people um and so like when it comes to like talking depression like it it's there's no one hat fits all like mm-hmm. honestly that is something that you know you will have to like if you go to therapy it's not like they're going to tell you like it's not like instagram therapy like with the yeah. quotes like oh you got to do this it's like, yeah, it's like usually yeah. like people's problems are catered towards them because everyone has like yeah. an individual experience yeah. so um if you're someone with depression or you have a loved one with depression, just like I encourage you to just be an active listener to their problems and day to day and like why they feel the way they feel. Uh, it can maybe be hard because someone with depression may not speak. They might just stay quiet and you're like trying to get them to speak and they literally yeah. just won't say anything. But it does require a lot of patience. patience. Um, yeah. If you really want to help someone, you know, to that road of, of healing and to feel better, whatever that better means. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, like, I I kind of agree with Jason where I, whenever I'm, like, feeling sad or depressed or if I'm supporting someone, I usually take that logical approach too. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, like, you know, like, oh, this this will make you feel better. Like, let's yeah. go out to uh, body some let's fucking go DQ or yeah. something. Uh, let's go, <laughs> let's go let's to D-spot, D-spot or something. Very short-term, like, yeah. shit. Yeah, like, like yeah. yeah. In, in the moment, like, it may feel better, mm-hmm. like, an escape, but, like, if... If you're not addressing the core, yeah, the, the, the root problem. cause, yeah. then it's just gonna come back as well, right? And and the part part of that for me was also realizing that you know it's like how how I view it is kind of like you know peaks and valleys. So mm-hmm. it's it's not like your like sadness will go away because you know you you'll, you'll always have those like intrusive thoughts here and there. Yeah. Um, and you'll all like for me like i accepted like you know i'll always have those um but the thing is like they're not they don't have to be real reality or they're not reality and for me i guess the hardest part is like riding those valleys and getting myself out of that because um like right now like look looking back at some of the the times where i was feeling sad or something I the thoughts that I was feeling at the time, like they were like the farthest thing from reality. Like mm-hmm. it'll, it'll maybe have some piece of it that is like overblown because your your mind will just keep going like, oh, what if this? What if this? Yeah, what if spiral. this? Yeah, yeah. And the worst thing for me was like leaning into that, but and it kind of like spirals as mm-hmm. you said. Like yeah. it gets worse though. The thoughts get worse, and like you're just like, and I, I saw you had the point there, Ronald, where it's like everything feels heavy because. Yeah. You know, like you want to, you want to not 
feel like that. You want to yeah. be productive. You want to, you know, um, be happy all the time. You want to like, you know, contribute something to your family, to yourself, to your, to society. But it feels like you can't just, you can't move. It's almost like you can't like, yeah. for example, if you're like sitting in bed or laying in bed, it's like, I want to get out of bed, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, like, how I feel during those episodes and the, the, the real challenge is like getting out of that. And sometimes like you, how I dealt with it is I just write it out and like, yeah. like even, even though like those thoughts are kind of like loud in your head or loud in my head, I'm just like in, in the back of my head, uh, I'm just like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Even, even if it's like, I don't believe it at the time. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like exactly. You're manifesting yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like something better. Yeah. Because um, like if you like we talked about this in the past episode and just like a TLDR, just the idea of when you believe something, it becomes more true. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if you believe things are not going to get better, um, if you really like hold on to that ideology of like things are shit, mm-hmm. there's no point, then that will be your reality. Um, yeah. Whether like that is like objectively truth or not, like yeah. you are literally unconsciously self-sabotaging yourself exactly um and preventing yourself from feeling better so like yeah yeah and obviously like when you are just like dissociating or you're just like not like in that state it's it's very hard to catch yourself doing that because it's like you don't give a fuck like it it just it just happened it just happened yeah but like and sometimes you don't have control of your emotions in that at that moment but or like your thoughts um but always just try to catch yourself and know that like the more you believe that things are horrible, like it really is going to get more shitty for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I just catch it when it's there, try to stop it. Cause like, yeah. you know, your life does have value, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, people do value more than you think you do. Like it, it, it's, it's just important that like, if you really let yourself be in that state, then that's all you're ever going to yeah. feel and yeah. think. Yeah. Cause, cause your mind is like, you hear it all the time. Your mind is a powerful powerful thing and you know um whatever you believe you're, you're eventually gonna like make mm-hmm. it come true yeah yeah and um you know that, that that goes with like making it worse and also making it better so yeah. um the thing with like like gen- generic advice you hear is like oh go get help like go get yeah, therapy, yeah, get therapy sometimes like, like i did try to see like okay i think it was last year or year before i, I tried to um just look into it and see even those like online therapy ones ones, they're so expensive and if you don't have like if you don't have um insurance or you don't have benefits or benefits you can't pay 200 bucks out of pocket for each session session, it's kind of fucked like it's rough yeah because like a a lot of the time um the I, i i would say the most dangerous time to have like depression is when you're in high school or when you're really young because mm-hmm. um you won't have your own benefits then you you won't like be making enough money to afford, to afford that. and yeah. also like i think kids are kind of like hesitant to talk about it with their parents as well yeah and no, that that's primarily where they get their their um their help from right this so is like, like a learned behavior because that's going to transfer yeah. into yeah. adulthood so exactly their son yeah, is yeah, like talk about traumatized and, and like depressed at a young age yeah. like when they grow to adult, like that's it's gonna be harder for them to really like either open up or even seek help or yeah. even try to change the way they think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they really like firm on on their beliefs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I I guess like uh, other ways to 
So if you can't afford therapy, then you need to find other ways to cope, right? And for me, what that was like, like first, I, I guess like the really important thing is to have a, a good support system. Oh, yeah, 100%. So like, I, I think we'll talk more about it later, but about like what a good support person for a person yeah, with what, depression what person or, or, yeah. or mental illness has. But find, finding uh, a, even just one person or a group of people Mm-hmm. that will be there for you and you know listen as jason said mm-hmm. and also like i think we talked about it but also distractions like um with these episodes these uh sad or depressive episodes i think like the approach i, I usually take is like fake it till you make it like i i know that you know going out for a walk won't solve all my problems like you know like mm-hmm um uh i don't know going going for a workout or whatever once all our problems but it'll take my mind just a little bit off of those thoughts and i'll distract me for a bit yeah and then and then you know maybe something will uh, spark another thing like I'll, I'll be motivated to do another thing after that maybe you know i'll, I'll reward myself with some in mcdonald's or something and that yeah. that'll release some more yeah. dopamine and then you know i'll you know spend time with with my friends or my family that'll release some more yeah. dopamine, and then eventually they build up so that you can eventually get out of that. Like you have the capacity valley. to actually make change. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think, I think that's super important to talk about because like, I, I feel like a lot of people might feel guilty because like, Oh, I'm only doing a short term solution for my long term problems. Like, yeah, you may. Yeah. And honestly, like straight up, you, you probably are yeah. like, that's, mm-hmm. you, but you are, you are 100%. like, it's at least a, it's like action yeah. is better than inaction. Mm-hmm. Like if you do nothing, it's just going to get worse, yeah. but just any sort of action can help whether it's the wrong decision or the right decision, like just the fact that you're doing something helps. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 To like add on, I think, I think Jason made a really good point about like inaction versus action. And I think that um, even just like, like Ben said, addressing like the smaller things and mm-hmm. getting the smaller things out of the way um, does contribute to whatever long-term stuff you have kind of going on. Yeah. Um, like it does, it, it does take away and eventually alleviate the burden slowly and slowly i think that um like for me um there's always like that voice in the back of my head just telling me like yo like you're worthless or trash or whatever right yeah. um and it's it, it's it's a little tough to get rid of that voice sometimes and it, and it does go away but it it always does come back and i think that's kind of the um uh especially when you kind of go through like a lot of shitty stuff um like that voice will always come back and that voice is always present um but yeah definitely like coping with it uh like building healthier habits uh like using distractions um uh, like having more positive self-talk i think that does definitely yeah. help for sure like it it I, I don't think it like especially if you are dealing with like a depressive disorder it doesn't necessarily go away Mm-hmm. but um it does it, it does help and mm-hmm. it does like it does change your mindset from something that's a little bit less damning if that makes sense yeah right? one thing to also keep in mind is that like that depression is not your identity because mm-hmm. i feel yeah. like it's it's very easy to be like this is who i am like i'm yeah, a broken I'm person a right person, yeah. and like i i've met so many people in who are my age and even people who are older who like kind of um give themselves that label as like broken and traumatized and depressed and they're just like i'm a depressed bitch whatever mm-hmm. uh and they don't really know what that looks like well how they look like outside of that depressive episode to a point where um 
they're almost scared to admit that they are getting better and they yeah. self-sabotage back themselves back into yeah, that episode no, mm-hmm. for sure preventing them from healing um and like i noticed that like when it comes to like people with you know, I guess like hurt people, like hurt people, but also hurt people that like, can relate to other hurt people. Yeah. Um, and I met a lot of people who are very much like they're going through a lot of shit and like they they've been in that shit for like ten plus years and like they just haven't moved on. Um, and they're they're scared to 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 know how they are outside of that trauma, like mm-hmm. you know, because they've they've used it as a like a, as like a as who they are, and yeah. so they don't know what that person looks like outside of depression. Yeah. It is scary, but I encourage you that just to breathe in that new person because, like, I, I think it's it's unfair that you are self-sabotaging yourself and putting yourself back in that state over and over again when, like, you do deserve to feel happy. You do deserve to feel something, whether that be sad, anger, or whatever. You deserve, like, to be in a social setting and not feel shitty for once, like, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. sure. I think that the, the beginning of getting better is acknowledging it yeah no and that's kind of sure. like the hardest part because you sometimes you don't know right you, sometimes you're like oh like maybe this is just normal yeah or, or like if you've like uh that people a lot of, a lot of times use like oh i beat depression right yeah and it's like and, you, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with saying that it came back yeah or like there's nothing wrong with saying that you still suffer from it yeah like, you don't have to put on a front saying like oh i beat depression i'm yeah. a happy person now but it's a um if 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 eventually it does come back in your life, there's nothing wrong with that. I think, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with admitting that, right? Yeah, I think a better wording could be like, "You're just in a better place." Yeah, because like, on it comes back. It's it's yeah. and like I think yeah. accepting that and just being mm-hmm. like, it, "It's gonna come back," is like like the first or like a good step for healing. Because like, yeah, if you're like, "Oh, like, uh, I will never ever be happy," or "I never ever feel not depressed." Yeah. um then like you already set yourself up for failure uh-huh. yeah um like I, I don't know if you ever saw that uh, analogy like it was like a, some photo where it's like a jar and there's like a tiny jar and then like there's a huge like ball in it and then the jar gets bigger and bigger the ball still seems relatively the, the same yeah. size yeah. but you yourself are growing and i mm-hmm. think that's one thing to keep in mind when it comes to depression where it's not necessarily like it goes away it's not something that like it just disappears but it will always be there but you yourself um eventually when you get older and like grow more you have more tools to deal with it and exactly, to move yeah. forward with yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah and, and the, the the tricky thing with mental illness is it's not like we can compare to like regular kind of illness where like when you're treated you're healed like yeah. you're healed you it won't come back it. like with depression or, or any kind of mental illness it's always going to be there yeah. and the the cure or treatment is not getting rid of it it's as jason said Right. giving you the tools giving you the capacity giving you the support system yeah. to deal with it to to treat it and that, that's the treatment it. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah it's it's just like kind of a um moving with it yeah yeah instead of trying to get rid of it which yeah. like i know it's kind of it's, it almost sounds like there's like a leech on you and like fuck this mm-hmm. this thing that stopped me from doing mm-hmm. what i want but like it's gonna be there and mm-hmm. that is totally normal but just know that like Many people within your circle or many people that you know are also probably have to go through this as well. And like, you know, it's everyone has their own journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The brain is very complex. There's a lot of things we just don't know about humans. So mm-hmm. like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Man. Okay. Uh I guess like one of the things we could talk about is like how if you ever 
I don't know if anyone in the like in who's watching like ever has helped anyone with depression or if you guys ever helped someone because it's it's a lot on on someone um to it be is, like yeah. a it feels like you're being like a caregiver at times yeah um for sure yeah i don't know um yeah i think when it comes to supporting someone with depression i think a lot of what my support system does for me uh is definitely one thing that they actively do um that i appreciate is that they really try to get me out of the house um because i think that if you cage yourself in your room a lot of the time and you kind of like just sit there and wallow in your own thoughts, it's not really helping you in a sense. It, mm-hmm. It's it's almost like building on to the fact. And, and I know as like depressed people, depression looks different for like a lot of people, but I think having a support system that will kind of cater to what you need to get out of that kind of funk um, really helps. Um, and, and one of the things that they do is they get me out of the house and they also like affirm me with like words of affection and stuff like that. Like, um, uh, I, I didn't really know that I was a very, like, not uh, more like a negative person where I would very much like self doubt and I'm very much like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm shit. Like I'm never going to be good enough. Stuff like that. Right. Um, I think what I appreciate about my friends is they'll always come in and be like, oh, you're so fucking handsome. We'll suck your dick, Queen. And it's like, <laughs> like, like, we joke, we, <laughs> like, like, we, <laughs> like, damn, it's going to die. But like, we joke around, we joke around about it all the time. But I think that um, just having friends who will, who like genuinely care about you and, and see more value in you rather than your faults, I think does help for mm-hmm. a depressive person it's not necessarily that we're attention seeking or anything like that mm-hmm. it's just it feels good to know you still have those qualities about you that you don't see yep because your mind is so fucking clouded with all this well that's the thing is that like sometimes i feel like we all are attention seeking but we shame each other for attention seeking you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like i i think there's nothing wrong with wanting to be valued for a human being like you know and like whether that be through like surface level like features or like mm-hmm. you know who you are as a person, are a person yeah. just the idea of being yeah like having someone and being paying attention to you someone to value you someone who cares about you like that is something that i think a lot of people want humans fear rejection and want to be valued like that's just a normal thing mm-hmm. um when it comes to like depression like and dealing with someone else with depression like i think one of the things that like i'm trying to get like people close to me to also understand this is like a lot of times it does take instead of logic like how we usually solve our problems Sometimes it takes like empathy. Um, yeah. Big. I'm. I'm big advocate for empathy. I think it's it's such a powerful tool, and I, I would always just dick right empathy to the day I die. But what example I mean is that like, for example, um, there's kind of a method I kind of use when it comes to helping someone. It's it's almost like a reductionist method. So it's an idea of like uh, rejecting everything you believe is true. So for example, mm-hmm. like let's say there's someone who's sad, right? So I can take all like the knowledge I've learned, and so instead of being like, oh, like um, the reason you're sad is because of your intergenerational trauma and like, you know, you're coping with this, blah, blah, and yeah. you know you have a horrible household. You're like using a psychoanalysis to, yeah. you know, diagnose them. Mm-hmm. Or if you're someone who's spiritual, like, oh, the reason you're sad is because you're a Gemini and because you have like, this is your right. second face yeah. talking or, or is the Mercury retrograde, right? Right. Or you might be a Christian, but like, oh, like you need to lean all your problems to the Lord. Like you need to pray to God mm-hmm. and blah, blah, right? No matter what ideology you believe in, when someone is sad, you are literally projecting what you believe is the right thing for them to do. But sometimes you need to shut the fuck up and just be like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. What is going on? Do you need someone to talk to? Do you just need company? Do you want silence? Do you want someone to um, 
you know, like, do you need advice or do you want me just to listen? You know, do you want to get out of here? Like, do you hate being in this space? Like, what what do you need? Um, and that's one of the first things I always like, like always, I'm always like more anal retentive when it comes to like helping someone with depression. It's just like the idea of like, and I don't know if it's, I noticed that this is more common in groups of men, but just the idea of like actually having empathy for someone yeah. instead of like when someone's like, oh, like, and I, I watched this video. Um, It's it's by uh, this woman named Brene Brown mm-hmm. and it talks about empathy. And so it, it, was, it was, I encourage people to watch it. Um, It was like when someone says something like that's sad, you would always follow with at least. And that's not empathy. So there was example. It was like, oh, like I just had a miscarriage. And it's like, well, at least you can have a child. Like, yeah. oh, like my house bore down, uh, burned down. Like, well, at least you have insurance, you know. Because then, th- yeah, that, that makes him feel guilty about like, oh, you shit, shouldn't I feel sh- sad. Yeah, you shouldn't feel sad. I'm so like, like, I'm so lucky to live in this life, and yeah. the shitty thing just happened to me. But you know, whatever. Yeah, because like, <laughs> like, if you're someone who is like always trying to be grateful for what you have, yes, absolutely. Because like, I am obviously uh, grateful for a lot of things in my life, but I also understand that how my brain works doesn't work the same way as someone else. You have to understand that, and like almost put yourself in a state of being of like putting yourself in their shoes and be like, what is wrong? And then like really listening to why it's sad and avoiding the false positivity being like, Oh, like, but there's a silver lining. Just like let them feel what they feel so they can actually process it. Because I feel like that's a better way of actually processing with the core instead of just being like, at least this, let's get McDonald's, you know, just really tackling what they're feeling. And also, it helps them be more self-sufficient and, like, self-regulating as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of just holding their hand, it's more about, like, giving them the tools to help them get out of that state of being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you scroll down a little? I forgot what I put for this. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I, I guess just building up what you guys said. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, like, I definitely had the hero mentality where if someone went to me for advice... I would be like, oh, yeah, just do this, do this, like, blah, 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 this and this and this. Um, The thing is, like, whether someone is depressed or they're just, like, in a shitty situation, it's not your job to fix them or, you know, fix their situation. Like, Mm -hmm. the the biggest thing that I learned, even now I'm still kind of working on it, is whenever someone's, like, venting to you or explaining their problems to you or saying, you know, they, they just here in the shitty situation you just need to listen like active listening yeah like active listening and really understand where they're coming from instead of saying instead of constantly thinking you know oh i've i've experienced this before this is what i did to to solve it blah blah blah. because then you're not really getting those details of of you're not you're you're half listening and half thinking of, of what to say next yeah sometimes you just need to like sit there and like zip your mouth and just let them say their shit because it's a skill that's hard to learn too. Yeah, active listening yeah no, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh just, just to interrupt for a little bit and just to interject i think that what was really tough for a lot of like my relatives and a lot of like even my romantic partners and a lot of my friends to understand is that sometimes like I just, when I'm depressed or when I'm like really, really going through it, like I, I'm not looking for a solution per se. And a lot of the times people would ask me like, what can I do to help? And and like sometimes it's it's hard for um, like depressed people to really voice mm-hmm. that out and really kind of like tell it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's good that you guys mentioned active listening because um, 
I think in turn of just hearing what they have to say and hearing what they're sad about, I think that's more valuable and into what you're trying and in trying to help them. Cause I feel like sometimes like a lot of the times depressed people just don't know what they really want mm-hmm. or like what they want to do. Um, well, uh, and I'm not saying like, I'm not generalizing for all of them. I'm just saying, even for me personally, I just, when I'm going through it, I just don't know what I want to do half the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that, uh, again, like just like to really emphasize the point, I just don't think you should try to be the hero when someone's going through depression because it's not really about you. It's not about it's you. Not That's that. a good point. Yeah. It's like, it, <laughs> it's not that I can save them type mentality. Yeah. It's, uh, mm-hmm. very much like, it's like a hero complex, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not something like, um, that you can put as, as your accomplishments like hey i helped my depressed yeah. friend i'm gonna put this on my fucking resume oh, no man. man like and make a social justice <laughs> infographic be like yeah. this what to do how to help someone with depression uh, you know yeah. but let's talk uh, <laughs> oh my god that's, that's another topic <laughs> oh! uh, like monetizing off of depression like yeah. capitalism you just everything's a commodity yeah fucking dumb man. anyway yeah. sorry go ahead I, I guess like part of active listening too is sometimes people who are sad just like don't want to talk and that's okay like you just give them their space for a bit like check in on them like once or twice but when they are ready to talk i guess like the the uh a good way to kind of facilitate the discussion is to ask some open-ended questions so in so an open-ended question is a question that you can't answer yes or no um because that'll let them create their own story instead of mm-hmm. confirming what you already think so instead of saying like oh are you depressed are you sad putting your beliefs aside are you are you like mm-hmm. you know is your you know boyfriend abusive girlfriend abusive right. is your like household like how are you feeling yeah. how are you feeling yeah. how are you feeling it's yeah so huge. they can actually like articulate what they're feeling and let the it, it, in that way it also lets them understand like yeah. it makes them think like why am i feeling this like way? why am i feeling this yeah way? what, it, it, what yeah. led me to have this kind of like breakdown yeah. or cycle yeah so it, it really helps instead of saying like oh are, are you this are you this it kind of like just confirms yeah. what you already think and it's not really helping them uh-huh. yeah and then the last point i had was um i i said like you, you don't need to fix someone but so, someone who is um depressed or, or going through something shouldn't expect you to fix them to fix them yeah um like they they, they shouldn't expect you to, to, to say like oh hey like you're not supporting me not talking to me blah 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 because you also have your own life to live mm-hmm. and yes you should help your your friends and you should support them but uh you should not carry their burden you should just mm-hmm. support them through it because yeah. You know, like it's not, you don't have all of the context, you don't have all the information, so you can't, you, and you're also not a doctor. And we should have said this at the beginning like, none of us here are, are licensed, oh, you know, are licensed therapists. Um, <laughs> n- n- neither are you probably not, like, when you're helping your friend. And, you know, in, in my opinion, like, if someone's gonna go to a therapist, like, it shouldn't be your friend anyway, because, like, they, we need an impartial opinion for sure. of a professional opinion that's like not involved in, in your situation. So like, yeah, no, no one should expect you to, f- to fix them. And I think that's like a form of gaslighting where you're like, Oh, they're making you feel guilty about yeah. not being mm. there for them. And you can only be there for them. Like 
so much. Yeah, like so much because you have your own life to live. But also, I guess that's kind of one of the shitty behaviors I'm talking about. Yeah. Like the one of those things where like when someone is depressed, like they will get mad at you for not being there for them. And yeah. You're like, what the hell? Like that's not that's not my job, right? Yeah. yeah. But like understand like that's that's like a that's symptom. Part of it. That's yeah, a that's symptom a of, of, of their depression, that's, right? Yeah. And so when it comes to that, because like if you're someone who's helping with helping someone with depression, you probably have to deal with that a lot. Of like, mm-hmm. am I a bad friend for leaving them, or like mm-hmm. am like should I be like hands off to let them kind of go through their shit right yeah it's a constant yeah. like a battle i think a lot of people think about if you're someone who's supporting someone with depression mm-hmm. one of the things i kind of ask and that helps myself when supporting someone is like i ask myself do i have the capacity right. so what i mean by that is that like everyone in this world has needs right so um some like the reason why people are selfish in the first place is that it fulfills their own needs not, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing it just it helps them fulfill their own needs when you're selfless, you help someone else and their needs, right? So both behaviors have a function in, in helping and help helping yourself, right? Sometimes it's one behavior is for self-regulation and one is for helping someone else, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess an analogy I like to use is that like if there was like a thousand homeless people, would you ask another homeless person to feed all those thousand people or would you ask a millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. And this also uh, ties to like emotional capacity. If you are someone who is going through a traumatic experience and is going through a hard time in life, whether or just like you're just depressed, mm-hmm. you can't help someone else who also is depressed. Like yeah. not to no. No. not to make you feel silly about it, but like, you know, understand that like you're not a bad person because you can't help, but you may not you may feel better later or you might feel you might have a better capacity so like if you want someone to feel better actually like do i have the capacity to help yeah and if i want like obviously and if you want them to feel better right because like a lot of times i find that if you're someone who is like that caregiver like emotional caregiver is that a lot of times you feel like you need to yeah you need to almost like reparent them you almost like need to fix them you need to solve all the problems but like if you don't have the capacity you can't do much and i think that's why we always like you know recommend therapy despite yeah. it being expensive that is if you have the tool definitely use that mm-hmm. um but even like looking into like low-cost counseling sessions as well that's something you can use but like honestly like when it comes to that whole balance like sh- like am i being a bad friend or like i need to spend time for myself just ask yourself, do you have the capacity and be honest with yourself i don't have the capacity i can't help you right now mm-hmm. and know that you're not a bad friend you're just also going through your shit as well. Cause like everyone's kind of going through some, something, right. Yep. And so like, yeah. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of times, like it takes that balance with helping someone with depression, because if you're someone who is supporting someone, you can, it's very easy to feel guilty. Like yeah. it's so yeah. easy to feel like a shitty person and a shitty friend. And like, you know, they are probably like, again, gaslighting you. Like, you know, you need to be there. Like that's what a good friend does. You're supposed to be there for me. And like, you're not a bad friend. You just only have so many tools. Like you literally do not have the capacity to help, and that is a normal thing. Um, yeah, it's like there's only uh, like when you are kind of dealing with that. It's like there's only so much you can do, right? And um, it, it comes to a certain point where, um, yeah, licensed help does help, and um, there's other underlying problems that you're just not like again, like you just don't have the tools to really. Mm-hmm. You're not readily equipped to deal with that stuff, mm-hmm. right? um you can also yeah. get a group of people as well to visit said yeah. person you know mm-hmm. what i mean uh-huh. it doesn't always have to be like yeah. um by Someone yourself yeah. again because i talk about capacity right every, everyone every human has a limit yeah. so if you're if you want help like 
honestly, if you get a group yeah. of people that's maybe close to them, that is something that you can do here and there. And, and and I think that's it's really good to say support system and not support version because I think mm-hmm. that having a support person in it, I just don't think is enough to be honest. Right. I think that um, especially like in my personal experience, relying on one person, like relying on say like a romantic partner, that's a codependence. To, like yeah, like yeah. to have that codependence on that person and really like rely on them to get you out of like whatever funk you're in or like to help you alleviate those symptoms of depression is, 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 is like it's selfish in a way, but it's also like overbearing because they, they're not really equipped to deal with everything you're going through. Um, and nor are they obligated to. Right. So I think that having a support system that like helps support like different things and has different options for you to like help mm-hmm. whatever, with whatever you're going through is really important. Um, because a lot of the time, especially when I just had that one person, there was I was getting frustrated because that she wasn't like readily equipped to deal with like everything I was going through. And and it was very selfish of me to really put her through that. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes you just don't understand. And I think it's really, 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 really important to have multiple people behind you, multiple people supporting you. But again, if you are depressed and you are really going through it. I just don't think you should be helping another person because it's two people wallowing in the same type of mindset. It's just going to feel extra heavy. I think, yeah, I think a spiral, you will probably be putting yourself in this for both of you in a spiral and yeah. just going downhill yeah, from that. Down. Um, yeah. Definitely. I think it's good to take a step back and see what other things, because it's very easy to be like, Oh, like, we'll do this together it's us versus against the world yeah, it was like yeah. romantic partners uh, but, but yo like understand that like <laughs> yeah like, you are mortal people there's only so much you can do so like mm-hmm. definitely rely on your friends yeah. family if if they are that supportive system and if not then i guess like going outside to meeting other people and also it's probably hard if you're someone who's like a little more introvert but I don't recommend like whether that be a self-help group or just like some kind of community that you can rely on uh, looking for those resources. I definitely encourage like and obviously when we talked about like getting that motivation to do that. Yeah. You know, so it's it's obviously a process. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like now, though, especially if you're I mean, we're all gamers. <laughs> I, I feel like now though it's, it's easier to find that community, whether it be online or in the online community, or online or like community, in person, in, in person, because like a lot of the discord servers that, that I've, I've been part of is like even the ones that are owned by people I, like I've never met before. They're yeah. super supportive. Super like supportive. everyone's super supportive yeah. and um, the, the online community is like super helpful. And yeah. um, the, the, the best thing is like the people in these communities are people who have the same interests as you. Like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like let's say you found them through a streamer you follow or yeah. something like yeah. you all are connected through, you know, enjoying watching this person's streams or yeah. playing this, the, the game that this person is playing. Yeah. Well, cause I, I, I haven't really made any Discord friends, but I have like the current friend group we have now. I met playing mm-hmm. like Smash Ultimate, but mm-hmm. yeah. one of the things I say is like even like we were brought together from a video game, but we stayed together for other reasons. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, like literally, like I just use Smash as a tool to meet people, but like if we just didn't play that game ever again, I would still be friends with them. Mm-hmm. So like honestly, if you have something that you're into, like there's probably gonna be a community behind it. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. So that is one way to like meet people that you can relate to. And like, yeah, just start with meeting people, Yeah, you know, because yeah. it's very easy to be like, I'm alone. And again, you know, when you believe you're alone, 
you're gonna be alone yeah. right so yeah. just being like hey i have there's a possibility where i can meet someone right and obviously like right now if you're a person who is lonely whether that like you don't have mm-hmm. family support or friend support or whatever like know that you can be supported um mm-hmm. because like yeah like and the reason i say that is because i know not everyone has that kind of resource for someone to be there for them but like think about yourself and like who you can meet and like you know and not necessarily to gain something from them but just like you know to build some kind of relationship because like yeah, yeah people are social creatures we do thrive from one another and if like you have that positive energy in your life you just gotta seek it you know yeah. yeah um and but if you're like alone in that negative energy in your room and not really saying um not seeing anyone then you're gonna constantly feel that depressive episode and things won't get better yeah, yeah. i think it's it's very important to surround yourself with the right people mm-hmm. um i think comparing my my experience dealing with um, depression now versus when I was dealing with it like three years ago. Um, I think it really just comes down to the people I surrounded myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, like now, like whenever I kind of go through a depressive episode or when I'm kind of like, yeah, like uh, let's call it that. I think when I really am going through it, I'm so thankful to have people around me um, that like genuinely care about me and genuinely care about my well-being and like what I'm going through and you know um and and, and like understand me on a little bit of a deeper level now Mm -hmm. i think three years ago like it was really really tough to get anyone to really understand what i was going through or really voice out like what like i felt because i feel like a lot of it didn't like matter Mm -hmm. like um so yeah when what like three years ago i was like in a like it's a little bit of context for the audience like i think i was i was in it like i was in dance and like obviously i was really really deep in i was like knee deep into it Hmm. and like at that time it just felt like there was there wasn't really anybody i could turn to um no one was there yeah it, it just felt like anyone i look up to or anyone i was with didn't fully understand the scope of what i was going through and just kind of pushed it off like it was something smaller Mm-hmm. and um i honestly didn't know how to communicate to any of them knowing who they are communicate to them that i was going through something a lot more serious yeah i didn't know what to do so i was just breaking down constantly in front of people that mm-hmm. i barely knew because i didn't know a healthier way to cope with it mm-hmm. right and it's 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 so frustrating to not have the right people support you and not have the right people with the right mindset around you because especially with whatever fucking energy they're going with it's like it, it it's tough to like it's it's tough to come out in 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 a sense of toss it, it's tough to come out to toxicity mm-hmm. if that makes sense like did you feel like their friendships weren't genuine or like or maybe they just didn't care it felt like they didn't care like i felt i felt like i was constantly like like a lot of my like a lot of the stuff that i would say to them like i don't feel like i'm enough like i I don't want to live anymore i don't want to fucking go through this shit anymore constantly and Mm -hmm. all of them were like giving me like solutions that just didn't matter it just felt like i was talking to people like who had fucking earplugs in like Mm -hmm. it just like a lot of my words were falling on deaf ears and it was so frustrating because it was just like 
those were the people that I trusted at the time. Those were the people I genuinely cared for in whatever capacity I could. And it just felt like, it it just felt like they didn't want to find the effort to fully understand what I was going Mm -hmm. through. And it's just so fucking, it's just really fucking frustrating because at some point, when I was going through my depressive episode, I I literally had to lie to myself like that. I wasn't sad and that I wasn't going through any of that stuff Mm -hmm. and like put on a face and it's fucking, it was, it's, it's, it's angry and it's frustrating to really think about what those people said to me and what those people did like to really even think about helping me and it it just didn't help in a sense so i think really removing myself from that environment yeah and finding a better one um really does help and i think for any of my depressed people who are going out there who are really really frustrated with what environment they're in or what they're going through um and it just feels like no one understands you i think eventually someone will you just have to keep looking Mm mm-hmm and it, it's it's tough like it fucking sucks to try to find people who fully understand you i'm kind of thankful i i did find my friend group when i did because i think whether it was a mixture of maturity or people who have the same lived experience um they just came to understand me a lot more and they came to understand that i wasn't going through something so, like small and it was something that i was battling for a long time right and they knew what type of person I was and to say the right things or what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who just kind of thinks that like no one will ever fully understand you, it, it you will like people will like, and it's, but it's, it's tough. It's, mm-hmm. it's rough yeah. to really just explain what you're going through and, and, and to get people to understand because some people just, just don't have a grasp on it like they they almost lack a certain type of empathy or sympathy when it comes to those kind of things yeah i found that in those environments because you're you're surrounded with probably like a lot of competitive people is that they're 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 in a mindset that's about like whether that be capital success or whatever about themselves right to fit their own needs they they literally haven't trained their brain to have that emotional capacity and i can imagine that like in that place you just didn't feel loved yeah. yep like oh, yeah. and it's hard because like idealistically it would be nice just to be loved unconditionally whether that from all the sins or whatever all the shitty things you do or just the idea of like being appreciated for who you are um and finding people that do value that of like loving each other is extremely hard especially like i don't know if it's the same for like a group of women or a group of other people but like i know for men it's, it's extremely hard um it's it's tough because um people expect you to be tougher and have mm-hmm. a, like a sounder mind and 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 like, that stoicism right yeah and, and this yeah that, like stoicism and, and it's it's tough to like keep upholding that type of whatever they expect you to and to be honest i don't think anyone should expect you to i think it's okay to like feel for men to feel sad to feel frustrated to feel emotions in general yeah. like I think it's so funny when I scroll on Twitter and like a lot of like, and it, and it's so funny to see like me, uh, like boys, is it gay to feel emotions now or like shit like that where it's like women will like, like not necessarily women, but people 
sorry, people will berate people online for like feeling a certain type of way or being a little bit more sensitive or being a little bit more effeminate. But emotions aren't feminine. No. I think emotions are just human. It is a human response. Yeah, it's a human behavior. Yeah. And and it's like, it's crazy that people find emotions effeminate. Um, But especially, especially sadness in particular. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that having weakness doesn't mean that you're any less of a man than the other person or any less of a human than the other person. It's just how you feel. Yeah. I think it's definitely a false perception. I remember um, a friend told me like a a story of like, uh, so there's one girl who like, broke up with a man because he kept crying a lot um and she's like i just don't like a man that cries a lot like i need i need a protector need provider and Mm -hmm. i was like and i had to like pause for a second i was like you know not and it's not every woman again this i'm not trying to generalize but i I do notice a lot of women i definitely do value um men who are demasculizing themselves and i'm like okay cool like that if that's what you want that's you want but like that sometimes this is what it kind of looks like to demasculize right because like if that man doesn't let his emotions out crying, then it's gonna come out in a more ugly form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like it's it's weird because like and again this is just one person. This is not a generation of old woman, but this is what was one woman that was like, she's very much like, oh, we gotta stop abusers, but also like men can't cry. And I was like, okay, <laughs> but like you know, I just mm-hmm. found that so problematic because like people are not abusers because they were like um chose to abuse some people yeah. are abusers because like they didn't have a love model in their lives yes. and this, again this is not to to justify abuse or anything blah blah yeah but like you know some people have a hard time processing their emotions to a point where they're now hurting people around them because they can't process emotion uh, effectively right yeah so when it comes to dismantling abuse you know a lot of times i do encourage men to feel those emotions because like that's just a normal human response because mm-hmm. like this idea of being like the provider, the protector, or being like just no tough, whatever. Like yeah. again, like if you're someone who wants to be extra burly, I encourage that. If that's how you, you believe you are, go for it. But if you're, if you're someone who wants to be more feminine, whatever that means, like do that. But just understand, like whatever kind of person you are, like emotions again are human response. They're not really a masculine or feminine thing. You have to feel them, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you will hurt the people around you. Um, and I encourage like both men. Um, well, sorry men, women, and non-binary or any, whatever you identify as like to be okay with people being sad. Cause like, that is one of the things that like I've noticed. And I don't know if it's just maybe Twitter magnifying that, that perception, but like, I find that like, you know, if, uh, if a man starts crying, like uh, a woman was like, Oh, he's just insecure. It's his ego talking about blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, like, I know it sucks that men have trash behavior sometimes, but like that trash behaviors come from something Somewhere. you know yeah. it's not because they're like oh it's all that testosterone it's all like yeah. it's their divine masculine that's making them trash like trash behavior is a learned behavior you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so and again like um this is for any human being that has that kind of trash behavior it's like yes and this is the kind of philosophy i, I kind of come into when helping someone with depression is that loving someone unconditionally but still having boundaries yeah so you still say hey it's not acceptable i don't want to be treated this way but you also understand what they're going through and accepting their flaws and love them for who they are mm-hmm. um it's something that's helped me it's something that's helped i think a lot of people in my social circle but and it's something that i encourage people who are watching is the idea of like yo like if someone pisses you off and wrongs you like you're allowed to feel mad absolutely but understand that like behaviors come from a certain place you know and of course like if you're someone who believes in astrology you're like oh they're like that because they're in aries or if you're someone who's christian like oh they're like that because jesus made them that way right uh, but also like understand <laughs> that like Humans are complex. Behaviors, sh- shitty behaviors too, come from different 
like come from different reason, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you're trying, if if you're someone who's trying to um, help someone, um, and also if we're also being a society who's trying to stop abuse, this is one method to help: is that letting men feel what they feel. Okay. Um, and like you know, I know there's gonna be a lot of alpha males out there who are disagree with me, but again, suck my dick. But um, for real, just like I encourage not just men but also women being okay. Um, not enabling behavior, of course, setting boundaries, but also just being okay with like, yo, like if you need to feel you, feel yourself, like feel your emotions, like I'm not here yeah. to judge uh, yeah. because I think that's probably one of the first steps we can do for healing people, men and helping men kind of yeah. go yeah. through through it. And so that in the future, they don't have those trash behaviors and also they're feeling better. And then, you know, it just helps yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it was actually in the first or second episode where uh, one of us mentioned it was like, you're human first before you are a male or a female or whatever you identify as. And yeah, you know, feeling your emotion, like being emotional, you know, sadness, happiness, being angry. It's all part of being human. And the more you, the more you kind of like push that away and say, I can't be sad. I can't be like blah, blah, blah. The more you're dehumanizing yourself. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of sad because I feel like, especially for men, the the reason why we don't you know rec- or acknowledge our emotions is because it it will for it. yeah it will it will uh, decrease our productivity mm-hmm. like traditionally uh in the first episode we talked about like being the breadwinner you can't be you can't be the breadwinner if you're sad all the time or you're feeling emotions all the time yeah. and i feel like going back to ronald's story i feel like that's kind of why you know they were the like environment were, was like that be- not necessarily because you were a man but because you couldn't contribute to what like to their success or to the success of their company or and you were trying to humanize yeah 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 so i i feel like they they kind of half-assed be like yeah we're here for you yeah Yeah. (laughs) and stuff like that but like they didn't really put in the effort to really understand like why is this person who's part of our like organization who's like brings value to us let's help him and but instead they were just like you know, you're not contributing as much. So here's what you need to do to fix it. Yeah. It's not like a, they, they treat it like a, like Solution. a performance review, yeah. right? <laughs> Instead of like being empathetic and, and yeah. saying like, Hey, like we're here for you, whatever you need, we'll support you and stuff like that. I think uh, this is a good question to kind of lead on like my experiences in therapy. And I think I can also talk about like when my, like, cause me, both me and my sister suffer from like MDD. Mm-hmm. So um, we can kind of both talk about, uh, I can kind of both kind of give insight on what it's like for someone going to therapy and someone who has been through therapy. And I think that um, they do ask a lot of open-ended questions and let you come to your own conclusions. Yeah. I think w- one of the really key things I took away from therapy is that they let you talk and they mm-hmm. let, and they, and they let you come to like your own conclusions and they really understand like how your mind works after pretty much like a couple sessions. Mm-hmm. Like, what the root cause of it is um but they'll let you come to that conclusion of what you think the root cause of it is and i think that it was really really helpful give me a lot of insight um because a lot of the times i would go into those sessions just being like oh like what like what am i going to tell this person Mm -hmm. what am i going to tell the doctor like oh i feel like shit i want to kill myself like i i um i I never feel like enough i don't want to live till the next year and they'd be like Mm -hmm. okay so like, why do you not think you're going to live to the next year? It's like, oh, because I'm going to kill myself. And it's like, 
and then they, they they would keep asking questions that are like open-ended to really like make myself come to that conclusion and they would also make me realize like a lot of the bad habits i was doing yeah i remember one really eye-opening session session I, I even saw this one on twitter too but my doctor said the same thing to me is like they're like okay so like how often do you like like how like how often do you like sit and shower and i was like it's like i don't know like pretty often and he's like okay and why do you think it's that i was like i don't know it's, it just feels more comfortable and i'm like then she's like why does it feel comfortable i was like oh shit well yeah it's comfortable because standing's tough Mm -hmm. right and 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 it's tough and and it's crazy to kind of see like how they kind of go through your thought process and Mm kind of almost lead you to questions that like you already know the answers to but you're just too afraid to say yeah right yeah um and 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 like one of the things that like a lot of my therapists did was like really set me goals uh really set goals and like suggestions and what to do right and she's like you don't have to do it but i think this is what might help right and a lot of it was like cut out the excess like cut out like cut out like people you don't really need or people who aren't really supporting you right mm-hmm. and it, or like really like do things that you like and it's such cliche advice but yeah. like to hear someone that literally goes to school for this mm-hmm. and literally like is a professional in this tell you to do things i think it just holds a little bit it holds more, more value. significant yeah. weight mm-hmm. right like a friend can tell you all oh, like just don't dance like if it makes you feel sad yeah. right but i feel like if a therapist after going through like a fucking 45 to an hour minute an hour long session with a therapist then they finally tell you like maybe you just shouldn't dance after going through all the nuance of what you explained to her yeah. i think her or him they um it, it it creates such a big like just breath if yeah. that makes sense it's like it's almost like wow like that's all i needed to hear but i also needed like all that other stuff to mm-hmm. build up before I really came to that conclusion. Yeah. Right? And sometimes like you already know the answer, but you don't understand why. why. Yeah. And that's what, that's what a therapist will help you really like, you know, figure out uh-huh. yeah. how do you connect? Yeah. I'm sad to the root cause. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the yeah. most important part. I, I, sorry. You wanna... oh, oh yeah. Uh, and I think uh, just to add on, like, I think what, what, what's, what helps too is that, um, the, the therapist will hold a side that you don't necessarily have. Like if you're a more emotionally driven person, they're going to look at it um, more, sometimes more from a logical side because that's what you need sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Or if you're a more logical person that's suffering through depression, um, I'm assuming that they would come at you with a little bit more of an emotional approach. So you kind of understand those emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm a very emotionally driven person. So during my sessions, they would be very like logical with the approach sometimes. Like obviously they would be very like um, empathetic and sympathetic. Um, at first, like with what my situation was, but I think they would almost tackle in a logical sense where I would have to get my logical side of my brain start to think like, why, like, this is the way that I'm starting to think like this way. Right. And it started to make me realize that like things I I normally shut out just because all this emotion, the emotional side of my brain is just taking over and just clouding my brain. Right. Um, yeah, I just think that um and, and again like if you, if you guys don't think that therapy is for you i, I do suggest like at least trying it, it like, trying, yeah. like it, it's it, it it really for me it personally really helped because um not only did it like help me figure out like what's going on and like what's what i'm going through it, it helped me kind of realize like do i need like um do i need anti 
antidepressives, right? Or do I need like this? Or can I genuinely like through my own sheer willpower or whatever, um, solve this problem without needing anything or like that stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But I think therapy does help, personally, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, with a counselor or a therapist, I like to see them as very, very good facilitators. Yes. They're not there to really just give you advice and then you, you go on. Like, there was one photo I saw um, it was on Google Images. Funny. <laughs> um, but it was just, like, two people and it showed, like, a, like a thought bubble of, of the person who was oppressed and then uh, the therapist who was kind of sitting with their little notebook. So the thought bubble had a bunch of, like, tangled, uh, like, ribbons and strings and stuff. Yeah. And the therapist kind of just, like, uh was basically just tying the the ribbons so it's they're still like you as a person are still coming to your own rationalization mm-hmm. but they're also just facilitating your thought process because like you might think like oh i need to quit dance but you need like some sort of rationality of why to do why? that why and like why what's the benefit from that because like for example when i was kind of before i was like and i'm still am dancing but just a little more recreationally but like why i wanted to stop it like competitively was like um a lot of reasons was like, yeah, I don't even think I would want to take to monetize dance. Cause like, and this, again, this is just for me personally, where um, I, I kind of got angry at the world because it's like everything I do had to be monetized. Yeah. Like it has to be put into a business. Like, you know, I'm very glad we're doing this UJH podcast for fun. Like this is probably the most mm-hmm. fun I've had. I know the moment that like, you know, we're like, okay, oh, we got to focus on marketing, right? Like, I know, yeah. I know last week you forgot to do the, the Instagram yeah, post, yeah. but it was like, it, it, was, a, it was a whatever. But it, like, yeah. it wasn't like, Vince, like, our numbers are going to go down. Yeah, like, gonna go down. Gonna yeah. it, it actually brought in some like sense of like, oh, who gives a fuck? Yeah, okay, gives a fuck. like, we'll just post it later, right? And I think that's what added value to this podcast, right? Was the yeah. idea of thing, taking things recreationally. So one of my counselor uh, was, was telling me this idea of like, you know, it, it she was kind of and because i was very, using very like sociological things she's like you know like it's a very capitalism like ideology of like you have a passion and you need to monetize that passion and you need to be just like jeff bezos and be the one percent and make money off it like that's such a like a linear way of thinking and it's like do you have to live that way like do you mm-hmm. always need to just be like this is what i meant to do i have to do it make money off it and that's my dream i have to live it right yeah and she really challenged <laughs> what i believed in i was like resisting of course because you know stubborn as fuck yeah but for me, life has become less about like who do I want to become and how do I want and versus now where it's like, how do I want to spend it? Mm-hmm. Um, because like at first I was always like, oh, I need to, I need to have an identity. I need to, who is Jason? Like Jason's a dancer. Jason's like a, like a streamer. Jason's like a sports player. Jason is a, an accountant. Jason is a whatever. But it's like, yo, like I'm just who I am right now, whatever that be, the identity. And it's more just like, what's the, like, I have this time. I have this privilege. How do I want to spend it? Um, mm-hmm. Cause yeah, like, and you know, obviously like I, I can rationalize, rationalize that myself, but it took a counselor to really ask me that because I don't feel like maybe someone that wasn't really as qualified, doesn't really understand what I'm going through could ask that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like, again, I always encourage my friends to get therapy because like friends can listen and like maybe like have some, some commentation on like what you're feeling, but they can't really like help you come to that realization than you, then that they think because they don't have the tools to actually yeah, help they don't you. Have the tools, no. So like, um, I mean, some may do, but like, understand that like, you know, you're not gonna find someone who's just happens to be a licensed therapist and they're just there for you. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be very rare. Like, but like, yeah, given the friends and family discount. Yeah. <laughs> um. Honestly, like, and if you're someone who can't afford therapy, I also just recommend asking yourself some questions. Like, mm-hmm. 
um which like it is like the walmart version of therapy i guess because yeah, like you don't have that one yeah. person helping you facilitate uh-huh. that but that's okay like yeah just ask yourself like why do you feel the way you feel and if you don't have an answer that's okay you can sit on it yeah. you know you don't ha- have to answer it right away and like just like process your thoughts um of what mm-hmm. you know brings you happiness yeah. or what brings you fulfillment or purpose and value to this world yeah. uh, because like i would argue i think every person has some sort of value mm-hmm. yeah so just remember that like what do you want to be valued by you know and what would make you value life like because you only have one whether you're a spiritual person or an atheist right you only have one life so like you know i encourage you to find value in the little things you know that that keep you going mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think it's really important to ask yourself those questions especially if you are like a um depressed person um it, it's 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 really tough to ask yourself those those questions sometimes but they need to be asked mm-hmm. and 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 sometimes when you're going through it you're going to be very close-minded you're just going to be like i don't want to ask myself those questions or i don't want to like talk to myself yeah, and, sitting with some of those thoughts yeah is hard. right and and it's it's tough to and i think that the most the biggest piece of advice i can kind of give off that is um to keep asking yourself those questions and eventually you're going to find an answer I think that you can't just ask yourself that question one time and then just leave. And then that's just a set in stone, definite answer that you give yourself. If you don't have an answer, you're not forever not going to have an answer, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just like, just keep that self-talk going on within yourself. You know, like, and I get like, I get sometimes it'll be, become very self-destructive. Um, at times, but I think asking yourself open-ended questions and asking yourself and fi- and really trying to find the root of your cause yourself will be like a mini setup for therapy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, and like I, obviously, it's it's something you don't know what to ask yourself. You're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck do you ask yourself? And that's that's totally fine. That's like, fine. Um, that's totally normal. Like, I I think like life is very complex. Yeah. There's never like an answer to anything honestly there's never an actual like solid answer to anything um life goes on you're always growing you're always moving so just trying to find like what you value and what you want and what you need and what you have to accept and whatever is going to be an ongoing like battle that you have to constantly go through um and like understand that like how because i told my story about how i was you know kind of cope with like my stress and anxiety Uh that that's something that kind of that's kind of exclusive to me because as me as a human being it's for you it might be a lot different so trying to find what brings you joy in this world is honestly i'm gonna be very honest to be a very hard battle but it's a i trust you trust me when i say that it's a battle worth living for mm-hmm. um because like yeah like if you're a person who feels like you don't deserve it in this world i would disagree and you know um i do think you the viewer who's watching this has some sort of value um and Mm -hmm. just have to find it and it might be hard and it will be hard but know that there there is a possibility there is an avenue that you can find Mm -hmm. whatever that is yeah yeah like for like for me personally like for the longest time i never really understood why like i was feeling this way and i think that after really just having a lot of self-talk um helped me realize like there's a lot of different reasons why like i feel this way and why like i'm going through this and um like it's going to be a multitude of factors whether it's intergenerational trauma the toxic environment at home whatever you're in uh your financial situation um relationship trauma shit like that like it, it's 
it's going to be different for a lot of people and there's going to be different answers uh, to help deal with that. Um, and, and I think that the one thing that it's really hard to kind of tell yourself, but really essential to believe is that there's always hope. Like there's, there's going to be light at the end of that tunnel. And um, it, it's, it's very cliche and it's super corny, but I do genuinely believe that like eventually there's a light at the end of that tunnel. Obviously there's still going to be that, like, I don't know, like that darkness around you, but um, like, just, like, just, yeah, just keep going. I, I think that like, cause um, had I like acted on a lot of my intrusive thoughts uh, I did five years ago, like I just, I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't be here actually um and it, it's 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 really it's really tough to talk about sometimes but i think that having intrusive thoughts when you are kind of going through a depressive battle is is, is hard not to think about and it's hard not to really think uh, yeah, it's, it's hard not to think about um it's not a bad person for having yeah. those thoughts like I, I feel like a lot of times we do guilt people who do have uh, those intrusive thoughts yeah like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be guilty about it because it uh, i'm not saying it's normal but it, it like you will have those thoughts for sure like i i've definitely been on the brunt end of that but um it like all hope is not lost for sure There there's a lot of things worth living for and it's it isn't the end i like you can be in a single most shitty situation and um i know you'll get through it right we believe you'll get through it and uh like it's it's but it's again it's a lot of this stuff is just taking that first step forward like really just trying to build your support system asking yourself those hard questions and um really just taking it a day at the a day at a time i think that you shouldn't try to like think about what you're going to be doing from a month from now or a year from now i think it's very much like deal with the present day for me personally it's 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 tough but it's better one day at a time yeah one, one day, day at, time. at a time and also like understand that if you ever, ever like if the possible you do act on those thoughts like you lost a chance of things getting better yeah like don't sure. don't give up on that chance because like it may seem hopeless, but like you don't know that. Like yeah. you really don't know that. Um, because the moment you end it, like you've literally lost the opportunity for things to get better. Um, and yeah. just to remember that, like, just give it a chance, please give it a chance. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's funny. I find myself telling myself, like, I don't need to worry about this because I'm not gonna be alive in a year. Or I don't need to get into. I don't need to worry about this relationship because I'm just not going to be alive in a year, and and it's stuff like that. And I think that a lot of that talk is super like it. it it's just it's it's counterproductive because I think that you should like you shouldn't be focusing on like even stuff like that. I think it's just you just need to focus on today, and and it, it's super tough not to think about that because. Like, there's a lot of times I tell myself that, like, um, like, I don't need to, I, I, I don't need to worry about school. Like, I don't need to have good grades in school because, like, I just, 
It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It doesn't matter. Yeah, nothing matters. Yeah. Like, I, it, like everything that I do won't contribute to anything. And, 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 and like a lot of that self, like self-helplessness, I think that's what you would call it. It's, it's, it's tough. Like, and, 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 um, but yeah, again, like I said, um, if I had acted on those thoughts and a lot of like that stuff, like I just, I, I wouldn't have a chance to make it better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, um, it, it's, it's a struggle, but I think that just having the wherewithal to really kind of get through it is, is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, you're going to reinvest yourself in a lot of things that you're interested in and it's okay to like lose interest. I think like, um, just a lot of the depressive symptoms are, are, are like, you're just going to go through it and it's going to be a cycle and, um, just taking it a day at a time will really help. I don't know. I, I was kind of rambling there, but it's fine. They always have yeah, I have. Yeah. It's just, ah, um, this person's hard. It's, it's tough. Like it, 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 it consumes you. It like really eats your, eats out of your mind. It, it, it's, it, it doesn't go away. Um, and like whether you sleep through it or whether you live through it, it it's always going to be there. Uh, and living through it is fucking tough and it's really fucking rough. Um, but you, you'll eventually be glad that you did live through it. Even if you have those thoughts of like, oh, I'm not going to live in a year or whatever. Even if that year is like the most brutal part of your life. Um, at least you lived it, right? Um, and and you made it conscious effort or a, a, like a chance to, or like have those opportunities to make it better. And that's the most important part, I think. Like, it's, it's, it's tough to really... It's tough to really think about anything else when you're depressed, but it's just, you got to take it at a day at a time. It's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Life moves on. Um, and it, I, I think it just, it is very hard to get yourself out of that mindset. Cause like, if that is something that you're just so familiar with and you've always been in that kind of state, then like the possibility of thinking better, is just like not an option for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like you are self-sabotaging yourself when you do that. Yeah. Understand that. Cause like not only are you finding a battle, but you're also finding yourself at that point. And uh for if you're someone who is experienced depression, a depressive episode, any sort of uh form of like negative mental health, understand that like, yes, things are shitty and things don't may not seem like it's getting better, but you're also doing yourself a disservice by also believing that you are not things are not going to get better that nothing matters i encourage you um and you know i honestly again you don't have to but i encourage you if you're watching this is to find a value in something um and like anything really um because you do mean you do mean a lot i think everyone means a lot and i'm very glad that we have people like one around us because like you know i think if any of us acted on those thoughts like this things like this one not really happen yeah i mean for sure um and things like this is i would say is beautiful and it makes things that it makes life like this is we're, we're experiencing life in real time mm-hmm. this, right and this will not have not happened if you know any of us have acted on these intrusive thoughts you know yeah. Yeah. um and it may not look like in a formal podcast but it will look in the form of something else and yeah. so i encourage you just to 
find what that is yeah, yeah. and not give and not give into this temptation of like oh we're you're, i'm never gonna find something like this because you know you're you're setting yourself up for failure and yeah don't do that to yourself prophecy yeah yeah cool yeah i think that's all i have to say too yeah. <laughs> yeah. cool yeah um again if you are suffering through depression or you are kind of going through it um we're gonna leave a couple like support better help make sure you subscribe to <laughs> oh god imagine if there's a better help ad right before this video bro. <laughs> oh, that'd be yeah. so funny. I, I actually don't know i actually don't know, know better help is 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 good i never tried it i've always done but i oh that that was the one i was going to try but i was like no oh, that's so expensive it's so expensive yeah, yeah. um honestly yeah if you want honestly, to try should... help try it i like i i think most cities in in western uh america and canada like or just yeah. like you know north america uh does have like there's probably some nonprofits that do offer like low cost counseling yeah. google search you know because i know better help is a very mainstream thing going on right now in terms mm-hmm. of helping and obviously yeah. so i if you can't afford better help i also recommend yeah. other things as well to find yeah. counseling couple links um if you do have the if you do have the kind of capacity to go to therapy do go to therapy i think that it, it's 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 at least worth it to try yeah and at least worth it to really experience and if it's not for you then it's not for you um i think for support systems like if for people who are in a support system who are supporting a depressed person have that open dialogue with among with you and your friends and uh, ask yourself like how can i support this person and what 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 things have we learned about this person can uh what things have we learned about this person that we can use to really help better benefit them mm-hmm. um and again with like depressed people it, it's going to get better and um eventually like you're you're going to like um feel a lot better uh, eventually um i think that uh, again having uh, like not only open dialogue between support systems but having open dialogue with your support system asking them at what capacity they can care and um kind of like asking yourself those open-ended questions to help further benefit people to understand you yeah yeah, um, yeah. every day that you wake up is a victory so you know yeah. You're all winners. Hey, hey, thanks. Thanks, studio manager. (laughs) Yeah, so until next time, we'll see you guys. We might do something more lighthearted to to compensate. (laughs) No, no, please don't watch your list. We're not doing another tier list, but we'll probably do something more lighthearted. Until next time, we'll see you guys. Please, we'll see you. Stay safe, blah, blah. But also, if you ever have any therapies you recommend, also share those as well. But yeah, peace out. Yeah. Can you talk to someone? We might be there. (laughs) All right. Till next time. Easy. See ya. Peace.